We have some new lights going on here. I don't know. It's a little psychedelic. Maybe I need to get out of Disco Ball and make some magic happen. Deli, you down? Psychedelics? I don't know. Something's going on here. Oh. I don't know what's yeah. Oh, <laughs> Deli. I didn't... <laughs> it's got a psychedelic look to it. Deli got you know a little excited. He thought some, some edibles were coming out or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-uh. Not on this show. All tools in the Matrix. Welcome, everyone. I'm so glad that you're here. Got a great show for you today. Um, I'm going to start by going after AOC. You know feminist AOC, right? You know her. You know her. Some of you are like, oh, no, Jed, I got to take her out. I got to take her down. So we're going to start with a takedown of what she said. There's a lot still going on with this Tucker Carlson stuff. And I was trying to decide what I was going to cover from it. I got some questions from you guys uh, in the audience. So maybe I'll, you know, touch on it just a tad, but mostly with respect to AOC. And then we're going to dig into some modern women taking no personal accountability, no personal responsibility for their bad behavior. We've got... I don't need a ban taken to the next level. I found a video for you all that really sums up what's going on here, why it's happening, where that whole head comes from when these women are thinking about, you know, I don't need a man, the patriarchy, all of that. I think this is the best video that I've seen on it yet. So we're going to have to take that down too. By take down, I mean, you know, take down, you know, boom. Okay. Uh, We also have a weight neutral trainer. We didn't get to that the other day. I want to touch on this. You know when you go to the gym and you're looking for a trainer, aren't you all just looking for somebody obese that has a weight-neutral approach? No, I didn't think so. We're going to touch on that and why it's all a tool of the matrix. So packed show for you, starting with AOC in just a second. I also got my phone here because I need to reference some tweets. Um, Interesting stuff going down. Uh, Today's show is brought to you by a very, very special partner. Um, I am so excited to be working with them. And it's a company, it's the New York Center for Innovative Medicine. Y'all know that I always tell you, you gotta be armed against the matrix. I need you healthy, I need you robust, and I need your brain functioning at peak capacity. Well, NYCIM, that's the center. They come out with a supplement called Nativim, which I've been taking for years. I take two every single day. It keeps me sharp, it keeps me feisty, keeps my memory being what it needs to be to be do what I, doing what I do right here. It's called Nativim. It's fantastic. I cannot speak more highly of it. It's N-A-D, okay? It's N-A-D. Now, you've seen all these celebrities. Joe Rogan talks about it. Multiple celebrities. You can go and, and Google it, and you'll see them hooked up to these N-A-D IVs. And what, is, what that is is it's basically N-A-D is a molecule that your body needs to thrive. And as you get older, you have less and less and less NAD. Sometimes people have low levels of NAD, you know, for whatever reason. Maybe they encounter, you know, uh, chemical toxins in their environment. Maybe they're having, you know, hormonal disruptors that they're being exposed to repeatedly. Something's going on. Their NAD starts to drip. You go in, you get those IVs, and it's like food for your brain to, you know, reduce brain fog, to reduce any sort of confusion that you may be having. If you're exhausted, you always find yourself feeling tired, chronic fatigue, all of these things. Well, the New York Center for Innovative Medicine, they do the NAD IVs. I've actually done them with them out in Huntington, Long Island. But they decided that not everybody's going to like needles, right? And not everybody's going to be able to afford expensive IVs. So let's put it into a completely 100% safe and effective 
capsule that people can take two a day that's been thoroughly tested, no heavy metals, no garbage, none of that stuff. And you can get all the benefits of that NAD right in the comfort of your own home, which is what I do every single day. And it's not just NAD, by the way. It's not just that food for your brain, that oxygenation for your brain. It also contains cat's claw, bacopa, CoQ10, and glycine to increase absorption of the NAD and to enhance its brain-boosting effects. So if you want better focus, you want better concentration, you want better memory, you want to improve your overall brain function, and let's face it, you age because your brain ages, right? You want to keep that brain young, you want to keep that body, that mind, that face, all of that youthful. Today I have a special offer for you. You're going to get 20% off of your order, 20% off of your order if you use code JEDADIA at checkout. We're going to link it for you in the description. Go ahead, try it, I promise that you will not be disappointed. It is my go-to supplement. I don't take a lot of supplements, to be perfectly honest with you, but I absolutely love this one. It's been thoroughly and rigorously tested, as I said. And by the way, if you're struggling with any chronic illness, anything weird going on that you've had a hard time combating, the New York Center for Innovative Medicine out in Long Island, I'm heading up there in a couple of months. I cannot wait to do two weeks of holistic therapies with them. Um, they, When I had Lyme disease, I was getting sicker and sicker. They made me better like that, had me feeling better than I had before. So they are brilliant and wonderful. Dr. Thomas Schultz is beyond. He's like the god of medicine, just saying. Nativim, that's what you need. Go on, get your 20%. All right. AOC. So she puts out this video. I can't. I really, you know. Uh, she puts out this video in, re in response to Tucker Carlson getting canned from Fox News. We all know that. We covered it the other day. If you want to watch my initial reaction to Tucker Carlson getting canned, go on over. We covered it uh, Monday, I guess it was. Head on over and watch that first. Then you can, you know, check this out. But she had something to say about it. So, Deli, let's go to that. And I'm going to have plenty to say on Miss AOC. Maybe. If she's got some gonads, she can come on the show and have a conversation with me. She'll never come. But we can offer, right? Can offer. Let's, put, let's take a listen and see what she had to say. Tucker Carlson is out at Fox News. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. Um, what I will say, though, is while I'm very glad that the person that is arguably responsible for the some of the largest driving some of the most uh, amounts of death threats and violent threats. Pause not just it for to a second office, for me. But to plenty of people across the country. Can you pause it, Dylan? Okay. Before we, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go step by step with this, you know, little authoritarian. First of all, notice the evil smile. You know, she's happy. She's happy. She thinks she, she thinks she won, right? How dumb, first of all. The dumb hurts. I'm going to tell you why the dumb hurts in just a second. She's not the, the sharpest tack in the drawer. Let's just say that. But she thinks she won. She thinks he's been thrown off. He's been silenced, and she thinks that her and her Matrix buddies won, right? Censorship, get him off, deplatformed, you're ruined. You're never going to have an audience like that again. <laughs> what a joke. What a joke. Regardless, you notice that she's happy. She's glad. You know, she's got the little, kind of looks like a little evil, honestly, behind the eyes. Just saying. Um, she talks about death threats initially. Obviously, you know, she wants to blame Tucker Carlson. So in other words, if some crazy person listens to Tucker Carlson, and decides to make a death threat to AOC's office, that's on Tucker Carlson, according to her. So I wonder if AOC gets on television and says something, and someone who supports AOC then goes and makes a death threat to me or to someone else. Is that AOC's fault? I'm pretty sure that she would have a different set of rules for herself. It has nothing to do with Tucker Carlson, honey, if somebody else decides to take his words, twist them, and act on them. That is that person's 
right actions, responsibility, consequence. It has nothing to do with Tucker, love. Nothing to do with Tucker. It's nice that you tried to blame him, but you wouldn't want it's flipped over and blamed on you, right? You wouldn't want this game played on you. Let's keep playing. Um, I also kind of feel like I'm like waiting for the cutscene at the end of a Marvel movie after all the credits have rolled. And then you see like the villain's like hand reemerge out to grip, grip over like the end of a building or something. But deep platforming works and it is important. And um, there you go. Okay. Good things can happen. Okay. Tucker. <laughs> I can't. So first of all, her instincts are right. You know, she calls him a villain. Why is he a villain to the people like this, by the way? Because he's a threat, right? He's a threat. And we're going to talk about just a, a couple of tweets that came out. Apparently someone from the Pentagon had a problem with Tucker Carlson because they said, oh, you know, he's going after the military. He's not going after the military, doll. First of all, folks from the Pentagon, put your names down if you're so courageous. I love the, the military establishment now. It's not, it's not your granddaddy's military, let's just say that. The military-industrial complex is embedded with pharma. It's embedded with the WEF. It's embedded with WHO. It's embedded with the Matrix. It is the Matrix, it is the Matrix, which is why I would never tell somebody now, I would never tell my son, anyone to go into the military because it's completely and utterly corrupted. Completely and utterly corrupted. But somebody from the Pentagon was like, oh, yeah, he's ripping on the military. He was not ripping on the military. He just had questions. He didn't want us to be involved in repeated, endless wars, endless military involvement. To what end and for what purpose and for what American interests? But nobody's allowed to ask those questions anymore. Nobody's allowed to. No, of course not, because it threatens the military industrial complex goals. So people like AOC are mad. They're very mad because Tucker Carlson had the audacity to think for himself. He wasn't bowing to big pharma. He was asking questions. He wasn't bowing to any politician. He was asking questions. And I remember when a lot of the election stuff happened, he was very honest about it. He was like, I, I, don't, I don't see what you're saying. He brought people on. He challenged them. He asked tough questions. He wasn't taken aside. He was trying to figure out what was going on. They don't like that. You can't have free-thinking people because they are an enemy of the system. The system will take them out, or they'll try to take them out. Now, what's interesting to me is she knows. AOC is smart enough to know that if Tucker decides he still wants a media presence, he's coming back big and bold, right? That's what she says. Oh, his hand. You know in the Marvel movies, which she's talking about at the end, you think it's over the credits roll, and it's like, you know, somebody's there. If Tucker Carlson wants to have a media career, he's going to have it. He doesn't need anybody. We talked about that the other day. Where she is mistaken is that she thinks that somehow he's going to be at a disadvantage because he doesn't have the Fox audience. <laughs> if anything, somebody like Tucker is going to flourish bigger and better away from that because he's going to have the cuffs off, honey. He's going to be saying what needs to be said, and he is somebody that has an audience that will follow him. Not everybody can do that from cable news. In fact, the vast majority of them can't. Tucker is somebody who can do that. What I think is really interesting about her, though, and she's a menace. She's a fundamental menace to society with her communist garbage. But what I think is really interesting is that she comes out and outright says deplatforming works. So they're not being shy, okay? And, and this, this actually branches out from AOC because whether you're talking about big tech, whatever you're talking about, this idea of censorship and deplatforming, they're not being shy about their agenda. They want people, not only people with differing views shut down, but people who are asking questions, just asking questions like, hey, what's going on here? They can't have it because you know what? It makes people in the audience think. And somebody asked me today, I put a tweet out 
something something to the effect of let me see if I can pull it up. I put oh yeah here it is. Why does it always take me? You know Twitter. I have to say when I open my phone sometimes you're not user friendly. I'm just saying. I said um, remember that the corporate media. That corporate media will temporarily hurt their bottom line if it means solidifying subservience to the matrix's agenda. The answer to the WEF, the WHO, pharma, and authoritarian insiders, not to their audience. So, and somebody wrote me back and said, why would they hurt their bottom line? That's very simple. Because everyone's saying, oh, you know, the stocks and shareholders and everything, you know, fell. And I don't know how much money it was that was lost already by, you know, since Tucker's exit. People say, why would they do it? Why would they do it? Because this is not just about Tucker. Right. This is about, first of all, there's a larger agenda here. They need subservience to the regime. They need subservience to, you know, if farmers got a talking point, that's got to be respected. They need people in those chairs with these these microphones who will obey, who will follow the rules, who will have, you know, a certain amount of freedom to speak their mind. But don't don't touch the untouchable topics. They need someone who's going to get in line and stay in line. And so by doing something like this, it doesn't does it not send a message to everyone at that network, at least, stay in line or else, right? People, people, oh my God, well, I don't want to lose my job. Let me just do what I need to do. And most people will. They'll just parrot and puppet and they don't care about really getting to the issues. Come on now. Most people who are talking heads are just talking heads, right? That's it. That's where it ends. Talking heads, getting a paycheck. That's the reality of most people. Not all. There are exceptions always. But a lot of them, that's what it's about. So it sends a message. And it also enables the powers that be, right? What is the message to the Klaus Schwab? What is the message to the Anthony Fauci? What is the message to the powers that be? Is that our corporation will not allow for someone who asks these questions and steps out of line. So that's very, very important and very, very indicative. That's much more important than how much money they're making today. Plus, let me just say this, and this applies, this is not about Fox, this is about all you know, corporate media. They expect you to keep the TV on, okay? They expect that you will just allow that TV to stay on anyway, droning on in the background while you do everything, and it won't affect their ratings. They expect that you will be so embedded, so first of all, addicted to tech and addicted to your routine that you won't let it go, that you won't just say, I'm not watching this garbage anymore. That's what they count on. So the assumption is that they'll stick somebody else in that slot and it won't matter. And let me also say this as a general rule. Um, when a host gets fired because they're too much of a free thinker and they you know, have been pushing the envelope too much and they've been button heads with editorial meetings in the building and they've been, the person who is hired to fill that seat is always a puppet, okay? Always, I promise you. If the reason for a fire is that somebody's not playing by the rules, like, and by, by the rules I mean you're not, you know, a, a parrot, essentially, the person who replaces them will be somebody who will get in line, who will stay in line, who will follow whatever corporate says. Oh, don't touch this. Okay, you know, one of those little do-gooders, you know, every time. So I'm curious to see who takes the seat. Regardless, AOC is very comfortable shutting you down you you're out there you got a channel I don't care how many subs you have you you disagree with her shut her shut you down you will be labeled bigoted you will be labeled dangerous you will be labeled a threat to democracy you will be labeled misinformation you will be labeled hazardous because you have a different opinion because you dare to ask questions because you dare to say I disagree with 
the establishment, whether that's the World Health Organization, the WEF, Big Pharma, the Democrat Party establishment, the Republican Party establishment, or whatnot. Free-thinking people are the enemy of the matrix. You remember that, and AOC knows that. She's trying to shut you down, and she's not shy. She's got the cute little smile and the cute little hee-hee. Oh, deplatforming works. Honey, it's not 1980. Deplatforming doesn't work anymore, babe. It doesn't work anymore because what happens is people like me get deplatformed and they go start their own show, right? And then they make more money and they get better, better offers and they get better deals and they reach more people than they did before. So, sorry, joke's on you. All right, let's move on, shall we? Let's move on. Maybe we could get AOC to come on here and talk about feminism. Okay, show of hands in the audience, how many of you think that AOC would come on and have a debate with me? I have to see how smart you are. There should be no hands up right now. <laughs> There should be no hands up. Never. It's never going to happen. We could beg. We could plead. It's not happening. She knows she'd get wrecked. Okay. Let's do. My, oh, this is the best. Okay. So we talk about nice guys all the time. And um, I got a message the other day that asked me. It was through Instagram. And sometimes, by the way, I don't see all of your messages. Instagram gets flooded. Uh, Twitter gets flooded. So if you have a question for me, you want to do a FaceTime with me, you want to do a call with me, whatever you want to, you want to have that, you know, one-on-one -on -one time, you want to send me a text message directly to my phone, you want to do a group FaceTime with you and your closest friends, you got to go through Minect, M-I-N-N-E-C-T. I get, it goes right to my phone and beeps. I see it. Instagram, sometimes 30 messages deep, 40 messages deep. I see one here. I see, I miss them. I just do. Anyway, I got a message the other day that I did see from a guy who said, I'm always a nice guy. I'm always a nice guy. I'm always a nice guy. And I always get, you know, the short end of the stick. I'm tired, but I also don't want to be a shitty guy. I want to be a nice guy. I am a nice guy. What am I doing wrong? Okay, we're going to tell you. Number two, 1234. Let's play that, and then we'll talk about why nice guys sometimes give girls the ick, as she says. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. All right. Next one. Well, if they're being too nice. If they're being too nice. Yes. Oh, speaking to the mic, let us know. Yeah. What, what does that mean? Being super, um, like, following you or harassing you. Like, yeah, this is giving me the ick. The moment, following you? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? literally. Well, there are men out there who just, like, keep texting, double texting, triple texting. Oh, so you mean, like, someone that's clingy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That gives me the ick. Even if it's like the most, I don't know, perfect man on earth. If he does this, it's technically a no. Oh, okay. So if the guy shows too much interest in you, that will get on your nerves. It's not interest. I feel suffocated. It is interest because no. he's texting you. No, like texting, it's texting. You wait for a reply. Then it's exchange of uh, information. How long should he wait, do you think, for that reply? Well, um... I would allow one hour. <laughs> one, oh, you will allow one yeah. hour, bruv. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> you text me and you must wait sixty minutes before I reply. <laughs> why do you why do you do that? Because why don't you just reply properly like like normal people would do? If I don't have Okay, let's pause it there. And obviously this is coming from King Riches. Uh, I'd like to announce that before, but he's he's doing some fun stuff over there. I like him, I like his energy, I like his personality. Um, so she's talking about clinging, but he says, oh, clingy, clingy, clingy. She doesn't like clingy guys. Okay. She doesn't like clingy guys, but she also takes it a step further, right? She takes it a step further because she says, oh, if he's texting, if he's, you know, reaching out to me more than one time and he, and King Richards comes back and says, oh, so he shows too much interest in you. No, not interest. Yes, honey. Interest, interest, interest. If a guy is chasing her too hard, she's like, oh, he's got nothing else going on. 
Again, women want to be with men who have stuff going on and men who have options. We want to be with men who have options and then choose us, right? They want to spend time with us. They want to be with us. But you know that if you start, you know, being fresh, acting up, he's going to be like, I'm not tolerating this nonsense. And he's got other places to be, other places to go. He's busy. We like busy men because that means that you're motivated. If you're sitting home all day like this and that. And, and by the way, she's right in one respect. If you, if you do not, you don't text and then text again, text again. That means you've got nothing else to do. Also means you can't stop thinking about her. Constant, 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 which means you've got nothing like, you know, first world problems. You're not worried about, you know, making money. You don't have somebody to answer to at work. You obviously don't have any other girls texting you that you're interested in. So she's looking for the hunt a little bit, you know. She's looking for that hunt. She's looking for it to be a little bit hard. She wants to know she's got to compete with maybe some other women. Makes it exciting. So it's not about don't be a nice guy as in everybody always takes this like, oh, I got to be a cheater. No, that's not. No. You just have to have your own life. As, as a man, you've got to have your own life. You've got to have your own interests. You've got to have your own hobbies. You've got to have your own job. You've got to have your own business to take care of. And you've got to be somebody that attracts women so that that woman knows that you're not sitting around all day trying to get her attention because you've got plenty of attention coming your way. And if she's not interested, okay, next. That's very appealing. It is very appealing. So this thing about one hour, though, I, I can't. So you know what she's saying? Like, oh, you know, she's playing mind games. Oh, well, you know, you text and then you have to wait an hour and then you respond and you can't let him think you're too eager. All this nonsense. Just, you know, if you're interested in somebody, be interested in somebody. And if you're not interested in somebody, honey, grow up and just say, listen, I'm not interested. I'm sorry. This is just I, I, I don't I'm not feeling it. You know, give that guy a chance to exit with some grace and just be done with it. That's all. And then if he keeps bothering you, that's a little, you know, sick. But she also equates like harassment with like a guy who's just texting. Right unbelievable you know and then if he wasn't texting at all oh he doesn't like me it's like you got to like do a dance with these women it's like the box step god you got to try to figure out everything make a um, i'm reading a book with my son now curious george he's got to make a map to learn how to dance that's what you got to do try to date these women it's like it's like a, a, a sea of mind games don't play them don't play them just refuse to play and they'll go after that one guy by the way who refuses to play the mind games because they'll be like well he's got options because he's not playing the mind games everybody else who's like let me try to decode her text she don't want any of you she knows you got nothing else going on honey that's why all right let's go to um oh this is the best let's go to number three this is her again how many guys are how many guys are in your friend zone right now I don't have a number. Jesus, Lord. <coughs> Is there a Lord? Bes yes. I mean, all the guys, if they speak to me and I'm not, like, dating them. For 60 them, minutes, they, you don't reply in 60 yeah, minutes. I'm not dating them. They're, they're but you reply in, in probably about 120 minutes, isn't it? If it's not 24 hours sometimes. Oh, 24 oh. hours. Yeah. Why do you even reply back? Out of courtesy. Oh, pause it. I can't with the attitude. I, ca I can't. And she's, uh, again... I, she's an attractive girl, but I can't stand when an attractive girl thinks they're like the you know what, you know. I might take 24 hours sometimes. Honey, you're a diva. That's so unattractive. I can't. Guys, do not get yourself drawn to these women who just have such an attitude. Do you hear what she just said? Did you understand what she just said? Did you follow that word salad? She's basically saying that she strings a whole bunch of guys along. That if she knows she's not interested in you and she's not responding to you and whatever, she puts you in a friend zone and she just keeps you around. Why? Because she likes the attention. That's why. 
because she's got, say, 15 guys. She likes this guy over here, right, who probably isn't paying her any attention, mind you. She's looking, waiting for him to respond. In the meantime, there's 15 guys that are writing her, sending the D. Oh, you look so fine. Oh, this, sending text messages. Maybe they send some flowers to the house. She doesn't want to tell them to go away because maybe she's going to need a free dinner one night. And she'll be like, well, I can do it for one night. She likes the attention so that when this guy she really wants isn't paying her any attention, she's got to see a guy's just like bowing down, telling her how beautiful she is. And she's got you stuck in the friend zone. You're thinking maybe something might happen. This is called leading you on. So you have to be alert, guys. You have to be alert to the game. And if you get put in a friend zone or if you're trying to make something happen and it's not working, it's done. Don't sit in that friend zone and let her take advantage of you while she really tries to get the attention of the guy over here who's not paying her any attention at all see the game or be played by the game like I always say all right let's go to her last clip now she she's called out because they say you're treating men badly honey you're treating men badly and what does she say society made me do it 10504 Deli you think that women get a lot of advantages from guys that are thirsty after them absolutely no yes they do but you're shaking your no. head that's something different <laughs> that was very confusing let me explain myself. I am someone who very believes in the old values <laughs> of life. Liar. Things, oh, as dear. you said. But mm. society has made Liar. me do things like this because they allow themselves to. <laughs> because they allow themselves. Society made me do this to you, Bobby. <laughs> yes. If we society didn't, didn't make you do anything. Okay, You're stop. Adult. You... No accountability. I think I just spit on this microphone, by the way. No accountability. Don't you love when I overshare, y'all? Listen, we're is a very like intimate show. You and I, we're close. So if I spit on the microphone, I have to announce it. I'm sorry. I'm Italian. I overshare. It is what it is. Right? My mom's like, "Did you just say that out loud?" Yes, I did, mom. Love you. Anyway, um, no accountability whatsoever. Can you imagine? Society made me treat men badly because you know. Guys just, you know, they chase me too much and it's it's like they're it's their own fault. Guys, it's your fault that I treat you like garbage. It's not that I'm a horrible person. Honey, you're not a good person. You're not a good person. You're stringing all these men along. You're being nasty to them. You're you're being dishonest about what you really want. You're putting guys in the friend zone that you have no intention of hooking up with and, and trying to give them hope little by little so that they keep giving you attention. That's not signs of a good person. It's not society's fault that you're a bad person. It's yours. It's yours. You're attractive and you're taking advantage of guys because you think they're going to follow you around like, you know, you're some lost puppy dog because you're attractive. And I hate to break it to some of these women, but there are other attractive women out there who don't behave this way. And the second a guy meets an attractive girl who doesn't behave this way, you're going to be dropped like a hot potato. Bye. Who needs this kind of aggravation? Who would want to deal with this? And society made me do it. How unattractive. Ooh, I can't. Yuck. Nasty. Oh, I don't think I have my nasty button. Do I have it? Oh, I do have it. I do. You know what's really strange? Why do I need the button if it's in my own voice? You know? I, re I too, reach for the button. Like, I can just be, like, nasty. But I, it's, sometimes it's just different with the button. I don't know. I feel a certain camaraderie with it. Don't you in the audience? All right. So, everyone. Oh, look. Everyone's in the chat. Hello, everyone. I see you. I'm going to get to you in a second. So, bottom line is... Don't date a woman who takes no personal responsibility or accountability for her action. She's going to be a massive headache for the entire duration of your relationship. Number two, don't allow yourself to be compromised or treated badly because there's a hot girl there, an attractive girl there. She's going to take advantage of you. She's going to take advantage of you if you allow it, right? If you start simping and you start chasing after her, you've got nothing else going on and you're 10 texts deep and she's not answering you, mm -mm. 
you're out. You're out. So don't do any of those things. Let's take a look at the chat. By the way, Super Chats, get on in there. Get on in there. Make your voices heard. Seabock. Interesting name. If you were a man, where would you look to find a woman? I would get out of the city completely. I would get out of, first of all, I would get out of blue states. You got to get out of the blue states. Corrupting women left and right. I would get out of major cities. Most cities are blue. I would, um, where would I look? I would, if, if you have a really core group of friends, I would get, go to home get-togethers, birthday parties. I don't know if you're religious. If I were, you know, more inclined toward organized religion, church groups, I think are really cool. You laugh, but I met my husband in the gym. I think, although now you got to be careful because you go up to somebody and, you know, they'll, they'll make a video of you and say it's harassment because these psychopaths in the gym now, these modern women psychopaths. But you can meet someone normal in the gym. But the, the further you get from the woke cities, the happier you're going to be. There's a drastic difference. I mean, even just traveling, drastic difference. So I know I'm in South Florida, but <laughs> don't go to Miami to find a girl. Mm -mm. Nope. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm telling you straight up. And through friends, like I, I'm, I'm a fan of like, you know, there's some filtration process. So it's like, a, oh, I want to set you up. I like that because it's like, you know, you know, they're not totally off the wall. If somebody you know and you kind of like and you think is sane, you know, set you up with somebody, that's how I would do it, truthfully. And I don't like the dating apps either. I think they're all like fundamentally destructive. So, and all the, uh, by the way, don't meet people through um, bars or where drinks are involved, ever. Horrible. It's not going to go well. I'm telling you. She won't be her real self. It'll be a whole big thing. Don't do it. Okay, Omega Rosetsu, two bucks. I call her Alexandria Occasional Cortex. Oh, that's good. I like that uh, with AOC. Like the, the brain is functioning sometimes. Hmm, that could be. Maybe there's a little switch in there, matrix switch, where it turns on, turns off. I do sometimes see her making the faces. Maybe it looks like, you know, something went on in there. We, I don't know. could be. Omega Rosetsu also said he needs to get his passport and leave MW alone. Okay. All right, let's flip to, oh, this is too much. I see this in the New York Post. Are you ready for this one, Deli? Oh, man. Christian OnlyFans star it says God put her on earth to do um, naked stuff. So I see this, and I'm like, wow, I'm a proud Christian porn star. God put me on earth to enjoy sexual pleasure. Or shall we say corn, because, you know, big tech. Anyway, a Christian OnlyFans star says she feels more connected to her faith since she kickstarted her kinky career seven years ago and now believes God put her on earth to help liberate other women from their sexual shame. Can I ask, why do all of these OnlyFans girls think that women who have some selectivity in terms of who they sleep with and have some self-respect for their bodies and aren't half naked all over the internet or aren't spreading their legs like 7-Eleven, you know, open all night long, why do they think those people are repressed in any way? I mean, is everybody repressed who's not kinky? Is everybody repressed who's not sleeping around, who's not slutty? No, honey. You're just looking for an excuse for why you want to elevate the fact that you're doing stuff that's nasty. Let's be honest. Courtney Tillia, she's 35. My God, these people, you know, is getting older. Soon it's going to be OnlyFans, 75 and up. Courtney Tillia made the declaration during an interview with the Daily Star on Sunday saying, God's message has been abundantly clear. I'm here to be a corn star. This is my way of serving. Oh, who knew you could serve God with, through nakedness? I don't, you know, I went to Catholic school for, you know, first grade through senior year of high school. And I have to say, I must have missed that Bible verse. I must have missed the section of the Bible that said that women serve God through the corn. Did you miss it? Hmm. Wonder where I was. I must have gone out for some bagels or something. Before I left teaching, oh, this is the best. Before she was a high school teacher, she says she's a mom of four. Four kids. Nasty. What's going on? She previously worked at a high school teacher, but she found that her life lacked meaning and her spirituality was suffering. No, honey, your wallet. 
your wallet was lacking some green is what it was. You were a high school teacher. You weren't making any cash. And you got an idea that you were going to get naked on the Internet and make some money. That's what happened there. She says, before I left teaching, I felt disconnected from myself and also God. I didn't know what my life's purpose was or how I was meant to help others. <laughs> the ex-educator admits she initially felt ashamed before she slowly began to realize that her strict Christian upbringing was the cause. Don't you love this? Oh, now it's the Christian upbringing. That's her, I guess. She got some sort of mouse ears going on, or is that that little mini bun they do now? The hairdo? Doesn't it look like antennas of some kind? <laughs> I don't. What's going on with the hair? Okay. So she says essentially that doing the OnlyFans helped her to find herself and God. <laughs> okay. She says she had sexual shame at first. The part of me felt like their sexual choices and expression were wrong and immoral when she first got into the corn. She says she was judgmental <laughs> because you still had your head on straight. You looked around and realized there was something wrong with what was going on. You still had some morality intact, honey, which you've since lost. Her OnlyFans career took off and her bank account took off as well. It says the liberated mom recognized that her new career was actually part of God's plan. I mean, can you imagine the things people tell themselves? The things people tell themselves. She told herself, she, she decided that she didn't like her high school teaching salary, which I taught high school. I know what that looks like a long time ago. And she decided, well, I'm going to just do the corn. I'm doing it. I got four kids. I need an excuse, though. So my excuse is going to be that I found God and he told me to do it. And he now supports this. And I have found religion and myself and a way to empower other women uh, through the religious message uh, through the corn. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Someone write it down. I th I'll put that in my mission statement. Yeah. I mean, imagine having to, maybe she went through some therapy and they told her, mm, figure it out, honey. Come up with a mission statement. She says she wasn't meant to suppress or deny things like pleasure and sexual expression. We're meant to enjoy and embody them fully as God intended. So God intended us to be slutty, according to her. This is just so far. Listen, why did I cover this? The reason I covered it is because this is like what's happening right now. You have these women who are following these horrible paths for themselves, for their families, and they're very well aware of it, right? You can't disconnect yourself from logic to that extent. So they're coming up with all these ridiculous excuses, you know, and it, and it could have just been, you know, she could have just come out and said it was financial, right? She could have just come out and said, I, I needed to make money. I was in a desperate state, but she doesn't want to say that, right? So she's got to come out and she's got to say, it was God. <laughs> God spoke to me and he said, do the corn. Do the corn. It's, it's in your best interest. I mean, come on. I can't anymore.